Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast. If you haven't listened to our last episode, I basically changed the format. Um, previously, I was interviewing Messianic artists about their work, but now I have a co-host named Mark. Hello. Yep. Mark and I are reviewing albums, um, music albums for now from our perspective. I come from a Messianic perspective and also um, spent some time uh, going to churches and and obviously been part of the Christian community. And then Mark, if you want to talk about your background. And I, I grew up in a Protestant Christian home and with, but also with the knowledge that I had some Jewish blood in my background and uh, have appreciated in my college days and getting older, the uh, digging into the, the Jewish, Jewish background of the faith. Quite a bit. Yeah. So, we're just kind of discussing different stuff, different albums. Could be messianic, could be Christian, could be uh, quote unquote secular, depending on how we um, we feel that we have enough to talk uh, about the music and theology and the background and the, and all that stuff. Well, for this episode, we're discussing Remnant 11's self-titled album, which was released in 2007, and it's basically was their only album. They ended up releasing a few demos. So some background on how we discovered them, um, or we heard about them. We were playing at the Messiah Conference, so summer 2007. We were playing with our current iteration of our band, um, but the band, our band is still going now as the Pear Republic. And one of the other bands that was playing there was uh, Remnant 11, which had recently released their this CD. I think I might have uh, seen some online stuff about them before the conference. Um, had you heard about them before? Uh, actually, we were playing with the Netzer, if you don't remember that. Uh, but yeah, we were, um, I, uh, no, I hadn't heard of them at all. I maybe, maybe if you had sent me an email about, about the conference, maybe I saw something there. But yeah, this pretty good first impression, I would say. So I think our main first impression of them was seeing them live. Um, do you remember uh, when they performed? Um, one of the large gathering services, they, they had like a special like, songs, like before or after the opening worship and then before the, like, the speaker. Um, so one of the, I don't know if it was like a Saturday afternoon segment. I, I think I remember it being like a, as part of like maybe a Friday night Shabbat service. I think they did a, a good job live. Um, yeah. I was genuinely impressed with it. And I think they did a, a good, it was a good balance of um, appealing to the younger crowd and uh, uh, while still being appealing to the older crowd as well, or, you know, the adult crowd, yeah. you know, the crowd that's typically in the messianic worship music. I think the the older crowd liked the vibrancy of them, and then obviously the younger 
yeah, I think the, the I agree. They had a wide, wide appeal. And I tried to find some more information about them. I really couldn't find that much. They didn't have much. In the, if they had a bigger web presence, then it wasn't really, not really around now. So they did a few more demos, or at least mostly completed songs after this, but you know, nothing in the way of a, a full album. Say, I think there was, I got about two other songs that weren't on the CD um, released like within a year or two later. Yeah, I found like a, a SoundCloud for them um, through their Facebook. And, and then they had a couple other songs that weren't included on the CD that we had. There were like live performances that appeared on the SoundCloud. But uh, yeah, I couldn't find them. But and then when I just did like random Facebook stalking, <laughs> you know, so some of the members are trying to find them. Uh, it looked like they were maybe living in different states now. <laughs> different areas, different parts of the country. Okay. I hadn't really gone that deep. I assume that they're East Coast at least because of uh, if they were playing at the Messiah Conference. Yeah, it looked like they were actually Pennsylvania too. So I think they weren't too far away from where the conference was being held. I'm yeah. not sure how far. I think it was, it was interesting that I think they were individually uh, really talented especially the i really like the bass and the, and the guitar um some of the songs had rhythm issues and i couldn't quite tell if it was the drummer or if that when they perform live they don't strictly follow a beat and that it was a little tough for the guitar for example to fit into the into into the beat like the the guitar was either Overly ambitious with the solos, you could tell more when it came to the studio recording that it didn't match the beat as much. Okay, <clears throat> yeah, that's an interesting take. I was definitely actually impressed by the guitar. <laughs> um, yeah, and as you mentioned, musically, um, because I think it's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not the greatest guitarist. They like they described their music as fusion reggae. Like rock, reggae, fusion, messianic, something like something like that. This time, when I was listening to the album, I just uh, I listened. You know, I think back in the day, I I listened to it like kind of with fresh ears, and this this time I was kind of trying to go back and listen to the full album as it as its own. Before I would probably just play like the the hits, my favorites, or that like instantly appealed to me. And so this time I was trying to listen to kind of like the album as a whole like what were they doing what were they going for what were the lyrics and how how were they mixing the genres and how did that play off no certainly the guitarist is talented and i i mostly enjoyed the solos um i just wanted to maybe have the edge smoothed off just a tiny bit or that he would do five percent less to, <laughs> uh, especially towards the ends I, I felt like the ends of the solos uh, it didn't work that much. Um, okay. So there's definitely a few songs that I really like. And I maybe notice it more on the songs that I've listened to more. Slight issues with Silver and Gold and Porter of Valley Soul and uh, By the Rivers as far as the guitar. Um, uh -huh. And like those are the songs that I like the most overall. But then. Um, I just really, um, I find the guitar a bit distracting. Like even the, you know, there's an intro song 
um, which, yeah. which is nice. But then when the essentially the album starts um, with uh, By the Rivers, like even the opening guitar riff, um, I wouldn't have mind as much uh, live. Wish it was uh, timed out a little better for the studio recording. Oh, gotcha. For that first song, I had a, a definitely a, like a sublime kind of feel for that. Um, and like kind of where Sublime was coming out, if you remember that. I think no. I, I might like Sublime more than you do, but like the so that based on like a little bit on reggae, uh, and then some like some punk. I don't know. I don't know what else to to call it. No, yeah, I think now that I got that out of the way, I can uh, talk about um, what I feel about the individual song. I'll give it more of a pass than Sublime um, because I I didn't really like. Uh, Sublime that much uh, lyrically, you know. Sublime they play on, on the radio stations that I would listen to, you know, in college and stuff like that. But that, those songs I would typically uh, skip away from, uh, for other stuff. Yeah. Just was. You probably don't want to hear songs about drugs as much as, <laughs> maybe some people. There were ones where I guess I got the humor, and then, I enjoyed, and then maybe like the ones that weren't. That were more straightforward i wasn't as into i do like uh by the rivers and i think it's a it might be my favorite uh version of of the song and you know it's a it's a popular song like the is people being exiled from from israel from judea obviously they're sad and wistful about zion it's a little bit of an ironic song you know because it's a Usually the Psalms that I've heard are sad because they're talking about the loss of Israel. Um, but I, I can, mm. I'm, I'm fine with it as being a happier, upbeat song, especially since, uh, you know, now that there's a, you know, modern state of Israel and, you know, that it wasn't something that was permanent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. That's definitely one of my favorites. I thought it was a strong, very strong opener. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it being, you know, you know, com compared to the other versions being one of my favorites, but I, I definitely agree. And I, I'm, I think it, it is my favorite now that I, now that I think about it. And I've heard other versions, I'll go back to, when I hear the other versions, I, they make me think of this one now. I think uh, Benjamin, the, well, the third song on the CD, but essentially the second song. Um, um, I enjoy it lyrically. Um, so it's talking uh, about Jeremiah 33. Um, you know, initially when I think of, uh, you know, ben, Benjamin, Benjamin, you know, I'm thinking about the individual, but it is talking about the uh, tribe. Uh, ah. There. Um, and it's interesting. Cool. It, it, it doesn't specifically, um, it doesn't bring up this main section around the section talking about how there's a righteous branch um, or Netzer we used for our band name um, back in the day. Cool. Did you all understand that all from just uh, understanding Hebrew? No, I had to, I did, you know, looked up, I was kind of curious because it does sound um, um, they were talking about familiar phrases, and it's interesting. Um, often there could be phrases that I can be familiar with, 
and I understand the meaning and then, but I don't really know uh, what section of the Bible it's from. I can, you know, guess that it's from the, the prophets or something like that, but. Um, yeah, cool. But yeah, it was, uh, let me see something. So when, you, when you're saying these are the days, right? These are the times. Uh, is, that, is that a Jeremiah passage or a reference, I mean? The, these yeah, are the so days it's talking about how the, um, that uh, the land will return to its glory. So that is saying that, um, that the, so the tribe of Benjamin had some of, had a larger territory than most, but than the other 11 tribes, but part of it was um, kind of the more desolate desert land. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's saying um, that it's interesting because it's talking about, you know, the song title is Benjamin, and I wouldn't Benjamin, but I, it was more talking about Judah. So it's saying like when, when Benjamin, um, when flocks start to return to Benjamin, that that area, um, then the days are coming when, you know, a branch will come out of David's line. So basically saying like uh, people are returning to Israel and the land is starting to bloom, then um, then the Messiah will come. Yeah, that's, like, that's good. That's good yeah, stuff. and just kind of put together. You know, I had a, only when I did the research for that really thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, the the two songs aren't that too far different as far as timeline and message. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. You mean like by the rivers in Benjamin? Yeah. Yeah, I thought like yeah, those first three like was a nice role. Um, it's a nice opening. They made they made a lot of sense musically and yeah, and I guess lyrically too. That's cool. Silver so gold. Um, I do like the classic uh, lyrics of talking about how with faith you can send a mountain to the sea, and then also uh, referencing uh, man not living on bread alone. Yeah, that's good. A lot of the songs seem to be specific passages or or one passage. I think this does jump a little around where it's different advice from Yeshua, Jesus. I did look up the bread alone. So Yeshua says that, you know, he's talking when he's tempted and quotes that as, you know, the, like that saying there's more than, you know, just material pleasure um, or survival. And it's quoting um, Deuteronomy and in the context of Deuteronomy, it's talking about how God was saying that he, he was providing the Israelites more than just manna or bread from heaven when they were going through the, um, the wilderness that, you know, his presence sustained them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's definitely a good message. I really like the, the opening or the kind of little riff that they use repeatedly throughout this. And I was kind of guessing that, you know, in the Benjamin, there's a little guitar riff. And I think this is like a nice little, like, third third proper song or fourth fourth track. Like, it's got a nice little, you know, catchy, aggressive hook that kind of goes around. Uh, and then that little, like, ska reggae vibe, the jam band, the jam band feels. You can definitely appreciate, like, a wide variety of music, especially rock music. Um, 
but never as much into the uh, reggae jam band stuff. I do kind of like <laughs> the, you know, Messianic band using Zion and that sake, as far as like regular um, artists, I guess I do like uh, uh, Revolution. Oh, oh, I don't know that. Kind of a jam reggae band kind of. Poor Rebellious Soul is um, is my favorite song on the album. It's also the one that's the most distinct. It was definitely felt like a different uh, genre, almost. Yeah, I think this has a different main vocalist too, uh, different primary primary vocalist for the for the for the album. Yeah, it was about that. Um, you know, I don't have album notes and that type of information. Um, also, or so I don't have the album notes, so I wasn't able to confirm that. But it was definitely felt like a different singing style. It reminded me a lot of um, Earthsuit, um, kind okay. of an older school Christian artist that was kind of doing math rock or a little bit of electronic rock. That band also um, went on to more, or at least one of the singers went on to more success with um, the band Mute Math. Um, <laughs> so they're more popular. And it, it was interesting. They had two singers in that in that band but the the one that they that this vocalist sounds like is is more like the one that went on to mute math i would have liked more songs in this style huh yeah yeah with silver and gold seems like the closest to this style possibly right but uh yeah it's a uh, some couple electronic songs and i also like the the keyboards uh, the most on on this song. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I have a love hate relationship with the with the keyboards in this song. <laughs> it's, it's like do 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 like that little the little hook um, is like sometimes sometimes annoys me and then sometimes really grabs me. <laughs> How about the the lyrics on this one? This was an in interesting. I think possibly even in uh, in contrast with the rest of the album too. It seemed like a, more like a personal prayer. Um, that one I actually didn't, I didn't do uh, specific research as far as the biblical stuff on this one though. Um, what did- yeah, I think it's like uh, Romans seven, right? I think it's like the, the section where Paul or Shaul, you know, would be talking about like, I'm trying to, trying to do the will of God and, but, also, oh, my but my flesh like it doesn't want to, um, and there's like I I know what's right, but I I don't do the thing that that's right, and it's kind of a reflection of the fact that you know I need I need the mercy of God. Oh, that's great! Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, I do not understand. You know, or I want to do what is right, but I do not do it. Instead, I do the very thing I hate. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost quoting um a lot of is like straight out of Romans seven i think is i think is what it is you know right before you know the woe woe wo is me even is even in there <laughs> so but it, he does it in a nice little real like flowing way and that also seems to seems to capture kind of the spirit of like 
um, kind of an inter inter battle spiritual battle. No, that's a that's those are very good points. Yeah, it's a solid message though. It's interesting because I didn't really I enjoyed the songs so much on the uh, lyrics or sorry on the way it's sung and and the uh, and the music itself. Like I, that was one that I hadn't really paid attention to the lyrics as much. So that's, uh, yeah. that's good to know. Cool. Okay, so. Um, Hava Nasurf, um, <laughs> a crowd-pleasing song at the awesome. live show. I, I remember that as well as I think also Silver and Gold and, and By the Rivers um, were also pretty popular. I think they should have been more aggressive or done uh, changes a little more. I think that there is um, that it was a little too straight. Like it was, it was just a um, kind of the classic song or classic like Jewish instrumental or a type of song with a little bit of extra on guitar and a little bit of, you know, extra on drums. Like I would have liked um, more effects. I would have liked them to um, either maybe speed it up a little or, or have that and then have extra guitar on it. Um, that was kind of doing its own thing. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, it's a solid version. I think they, like live, they definitely rocked it out. Uh, and I still, like when I listen to this uh, on, the, on the CD, I think about that live performance. Uh, I, you know, it's nice having a, a version of this song, you know, available because uh, I don't remember who originally did the, the song or if it's like it's like a traditional song but this one it works for me i think they they, they rock it out enough and and crowd pleasing it's crowd pleasing as you mentioned they're they're kind of more in the surf the like they're calling it surf music so it's not like, like surf music's kind of right there on the border between like the the punk reggae it's like right on the edge of punk you know some of it's essentially punk but uh, it's not quite like anything heavier than than, right. than this so i think they did show restraint on the song they could have uh they could have not necessarily if it was saying that that would have made it better um but that they could have done it a heavier um based on on uh, some of the other songs on the album or their live performances oh yeah 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 now, yeah i like their transitions on the song yeah. I think they, they pull those off pretty well, which is, you know, that's that's pretty cool to to hear. It's, it's you know, the, the song keeps on moving. Yeah. So, now, I guess for context, I mean, it, I think it works well in the flow of an album and it works well as a live thing in their concert. Um, do you think it would work well um like on a Jewish dance floor, you know? So there's <laughs> I don't know how many uh Jewish weddings, bar mitzvahs you've been to. Um or where there's been stuff where they do some traditional songs, because obviously a lot of you know Jewish weddings might not have kind of traditional dances as part of it, you know. Um, yeah. Have you, have you been to some? Just a couple. Yeah, yours. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and obviously I've been to some. I'm wondering, I'm thinking, like, would this work out of context? Like, as do you think people would would dance to this version? Yeah, gotcha. Uh, my so my take on this 
on this song is like you know is more of like bringing the jewish like a recognizable jewish song to like a rock club like the ideal place would be you know show up at like at a bar rock a bar and uh and you happen to like people are like oh i recognize this song and that's cool you know what i mean like it'd be really it, it works more like that like playing it like in a traditional like surf surf punk rock venue as opposed to uh, and bringing the jewish to there as opposed to the bringing the punk and the in the in the surf to the the jewish wedding <laughs> okay that makes yeah i see your point on that uh i don't know what they would do though if they were to bring it to a wedding <laughs> <laughs> cool on uh bait it's psalm 119 and then the second section of that psalm so psalm 119 is is the uh the super long uh chapter in the bible each section um gets a letter as abbreviation and then each one starts with the with that hebrew letter on the on the very first word of each one i think maybe the the first section is of the song isn't super poetic or at least um it's not very distinct where it's not like a prophecy or it's not um flowery lyrics but i think they do they actually do a further job uh adapting the lyrics pretty straight um and uh doing a good job with that it kind of fits in like as like a the you know that's that song the music style that you were talking about on poor rebellious soul this is like a like a chilled out like pop version of of that song and I, I kind of wonder what it would have been like it had they put this track right after poor rebellious soul and not put hop on the surf right before it yeah hop on the surf kind of is like a strong moment but yeah it's kind of good you like start off like you rise up to hop on the surf and then come down and this one's like a bit more chill and popular um, uh, once you said that like i agree with you on on that it's closer musically to uh poor rebellious soul and i think it could be a good lead out from that yeah. yeah lyrically too right like i think it feels like it feels like uh like trying to like with my whole heart you know after like poor rebellious soul is you know talking about the conflict and then this one's like <laughs> with my whole heart i praise the lord you know <laughs> right after the right after the guy's like um talking about the conflict you know trying trying to praise with the whole heart and then this one's like with my whole heart i, I praise the lord yeah I agree. I think uh, I think they might have uh, gone on the popularity of Havana Surf, but I I would probably have moved it a couple songs down on the list as far. Yeah, as or maybe put Havana Surf like after Silver and Gold or something. I'm I'm not sure. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard. It was, yeah. I was thinking about the track list on this album, and there were a few songs where I'm like, I'm not sure where where the best place would have been. But yeah, maybe maybe they just did the best they had with the. With the collection of songs that they had because yeah. you know because a lot of they have a lot of variety in their music i think uh silver and gold goes into for your rebellious soul and those are probably my two favorite songs on the on the album but the transition is a little awkward between them yeah those are those are the two it's on their soundcloud those are the two most popular too oh gotcha yeah bait um bait i liked i liked how kind of how happy the song is uh how poppy and catchy it is 
it's not not that it's like a simple poppy but just like um it's got a nice little flow i think yeah what does bait mean yeah i mean bait's the second letter in the hebrew alphabet Aleph bet um i guess yeah, people yeah. say uh, i tend to say you know it's like maybe i say Aleph bet because it's similar to alphabet but it's technically yeah. it's a it's funny if I say the letter separately, um, I'll say bait. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think it originally came from like a symbol for a house. You know, the Hebrew word for house is uh, bite. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there was um, kind of a proto Hebrew that they kind of originated from the same thing, like that it was a, a symbol for house and also became a, a letter. And then the, pronunciation and spelling was um slightly there you know slightly changed over time going in the next a few songs uh wine cellar uh what i you know i think in the past um the first few times i i listened to this album like i i probably was just like you know i probably got my hob on the surf and was like happy you know and they probably would stop listening to the album but uh and then sometimes would come back to wine cellar but this time you know in just preparing for this i really actually appreciated um the soul um bluesy like guitar and and you know the background vocals on on wine cellar and it, it's kind of an interesting song that doesn't like fit necessarily musically with the rest of it but it's a nice little soul moment that's like takes takes us a, a step back tempo wise and uh I, so I, I think i just really like that um and there's like a little bit of a like maybe it's john frishanti or the chili peppers uh, his guitar style it seems like to have influenced the guitar on this one uh and you know just, i just i i like the little bluesiness of that but it's kind of it's kind of a song that I I maybe would uh, less listen to in the context of an album and more just listen to like like I've gone back and just listened to that one particular song um, because it has it's it, it's uh, coming from a different uh, mood uh, and then not be moved it's, that kind of goes back to for me the the and then the reprise reprise um, that for me it's like the the kind of the reggae the reggae um like sublime not sublime but uh, like but that the kind of where sublime the roots the roots rock reggae um like i, I like i like the way the riffs that they have they have on that and uh they have, there's a little background vocal that where they like to go oh 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 i like the little uh oh's <laughs> that they uh that they're uh they're picking up um picking up as the as the song the lyrics go by so i i like I, that that appeals to me in the little wheelhouse of um of, yeah like the ska reggae uh rock you know roots roots vibe so that's kind of what i appreciate it there gotcha um well i do enjoy the the last track of, of it and i think you know, I'll have to give some of these, some of the middle section a little, or second half of the section a little more of a, a listen. 
I think sometimes I would skip from, you know, if you'd be done with Havana Surf, I would skip from maybe Havana Surf 2 all the way to Zeal, the last song on it. I do enjoy the, uh, you know, I imagine as like a Bob Dylan type of vocals. Um, definitely not the musical feel, but I, I like the the not a pro, uh, profit line and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You like that bass on the beginning of Zeal? I think it's, it's certainly talented. I think I, I enjoy the combination of the uh, the vocals and the guitar mostly on it. Yeah. Yeah, the ending of Zeal, like for me, like the beat, the first half of Zeal is a little slow, but then the end of Zeal is so like they just they they have a, a like a perfect ending for an album, like just about you know where they just they just they just rock it out and they kind of all just play together and have a nice little climax. I think it, that works really nicely. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good kind of it'd be a good closing song for a concert and. Usually that's not the same thing as a closing track of a of a song, which is kind of interesting because, you know, I don't necessarily know, um, like, should you have, like, such a rocking song as the final song of it? I, I know I kind of like doing it that way, but maybe it could have uh, moved some of those others, moved a, a few of the other songs down, or even had, I don't know, ended on the you know the five six minute song of not be moved yeah that, that would have made sense to me i agree i agree with you on that too oh well let's talk about overall feel of of it i guess yeah for me i'm i'm glad i i, you know, I picked it up when i did um you know I, I, it was like at messiah conference and, uh, and that ex, uh that experience i uh there they i kind of it's kind of too bad i think that they uh are only had the one album because they seem like they were they were actually a really really good band that had a lot of really cool ideas and and some nice lyrics too and you know they were doing they were doing something interesting within the within the messianic movement just within in within music itself too so it's kind of i kind of i think it's a little too bad that they only had this one album it's a nice album that feels like there's like a few different movements in within the album um, and a few different styles. So I think most people would probably like something in here, you know, and it's, it might, and it might just be like two, three, four tracks, but at least I think there's something in there for everyone. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I think I, I would have uh, recommended the album more in 2007. I would have been more excited about it. Um, I think I definitely was. I would have liked to have seen where they've gone from here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They seem like they had they had the potential, um, you know, as a band. Well, I think uh, that about wraps it up. Um, I know if uh, anyone wants to get in touch with us, you can email us at messianicmedia at gmail dot com. M e s s i a n i c m e d i a at gmail.com it's facebook.com slash messianic media including the remnant, remnant 11 guys if you guys are out there what are you doing now <laughs> yeah. we want to hear from you <laughs>
yeah, we'd be interested in, in hearing from you guys. This is David. Yeah, and Mark. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.